Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie here. And if you're listening as this episode goes live, it's the beginning of March 2022. And today I'm going to talk about one of our businesses in last year, in 2021. I did this last year as well and talked about our businesses in 2020. So I'm continuing a series of episodes talking about how our businesses fared last year. And in, um, in episode 111, 111, I talked about HMO Heaven, that's our rent-to-rent HMO management business. In episode 112, I talked about rent-to-rent success, that's the business where we help you get started in property with little money. And in episode 113, I talked about one of our four flat conversions. And today in this episode, I'm talking about one of our 12 unit blocks. It's a block of flats that's got 12 units in it. And this episode is 116. So we do have um, our other big one or bigger one is is a four flat commercial conversion. And I'm going to put off talking about that until we've refinanced it, because I think that'll make a more complete picture. So if you're new and you thought this podcast was about making money from property you don't own, it is. But when you start in rent to rent and you get that experience in making money from other people's properties, other possibilities open up for you. And we always say aim for ownership. And for many people, rent to rent is an incredibly efficient way to get to that ownership. And since since my sister Nikki and I started in Rent to Rent in 2016, we've also built up a property portfolio that we do own. And I'm talking about one of those properties today. Today, I'm talking about a property we call Stowe Hill Studios. We completed on this property in on the 11th of March, 2019. So we're coming up to three years. That's right, isn't it? Um, yes. 2021-22. Yeah, I've had to bring my fingers into play here. So so last year, in episode 51 of the podcast, I told you what had happened in this property um, in 2020. It was a conventional purchase with a deposit and commercial finance. A family friend helped us to fund the deposit by loaning us £50,000. And we use profit from our business and also savings to make up the remainder of the deposit, which was £59,500. And the purchase price of this property was £375,500. You can see these numbers written down. It'll be at renttorentsuccess.com slash 116 for episode 116. Now, first of all, I just want to talk to you about the purchase costs. 
How much would you think it would cost for all of the legals, including the stamp duty, to purchase this property that cost £375,000? Well, let me tell you, it was over £20,000. Did you guess that much? And of of that £20,000, we paid £13,185 up front, and the remainder was deducted from what our mortgage lender paid us. I'm just flagging this up because no matter what business you are in, there are always costs to doing business. So sometimes when people say to me, you know, you're so lucky, Steph, I don't agree. We're just willing to do things that most people aren't willing to do. So we were willing to manage other people's properties with care. In our rent-to-rent business, we do a good job. We were willing to invest our money into refurbishing other people's properties with care, properties that did not belong to us. That's what we were doing in our rent-to-rent business. We were willing to invest our time in developing systems in our rent-to-rent business so we could outsource the day-to-day management without losing that quality. And we were willing to make the start in rent to rent when we didn't know if it would work for us. We were willing to take action. As I was saying that, though, there is one area that I do feel lucky, that I do feel grateful, because some of you know my story, some of you don't. But I was in my 40s when I came to this uh, business and when I started to work on my mind. And so I had a lot of previous decades where I didn't have those mindset tools. I didn't understand how to think to create my own success. And so I do feel so lucky that I found out that I can use my mind not to go against me, but to help to propel myself forward. I think it's something we should all learn and know. And it's something that most people don't know. And I certainly didn't know. And it's it's having those mindset tools that's really helped help both both Nikki and I to create the success we have. If you're interested in finding out more about that, actually, you can go to blowupyourlife.com and you can book an Ignite Your Spark call with me there. If you if you book a call at blowupyourlife.com, it's all about mindset. It's not about property. But everything you do with your new within your new mind skills will be more successful because of that. So that's blowupyourlife.com if you're interested in that. But so, yeah, as I was saying, I don't feel we're lucky in terms of the properties we now own. They're based on what we were willing to do because there's a difference between wanting and willing. So I remember for a long time I wanted to be slim, but I wasn't willing to do the things that were required. Some of the things I did not know. I did not know how to use my brain in a different way. I did not know how to think differently. But there's a difference between wanting and willing. So the question you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about your goals is, I want this, but am I willing? Am I willing to do what it takes? And when it came to buying properties, developing properties and growing our portfolio, we were willing to pay the price. And we knew that long term, it will pay off even if short term, we're losing. So what I want to do is just go over those costs. I said it cost £20,000 for us to be able to buy the property that we bought, the 12-unit property. 
And these completion costs, we're talking about March 2019. So stamp duty and land transaction tax was £7,275. Legals, £2,570. Broker's arrangement fee, £1,480. And then there was the broker's arrangement fee that was deducted from the advance, £2,660. Lender's arrangement fee deducted from the advance, £1,740. Lender's legals, £1,860. Lender's valuation, have I... I think my eyes might have gone a bit foggy then. (laughs) But it all comes to £20,245. Those are the buying costs on top of buying, you know, the purchase price. So just to recap you, this is a 12-unit mixed-use property in Newport. It's made up of a two-bedroom flat, 10 almost studios, and one small commercial unit. And we seem to have a thing about almost studio flats. In episode 113, I talked about the almost studio flats that we have in our full flat conversion. The almost studios that we have in this property, though, uh, we've got 10 of them. And they each have an open plan room with a kitchen, lounge and a bedroom. And then those 10 share three separate bath and shower rooms and four toilets. So it's a really unusual arrangement. And we did wonder whether it would work at first. When we first bought the property, we did have the idea of adding on suites to each unit to make them full studios. But for various reasons, it didn't make sense to do that. To do with the structure of the property, the cost of adding them, the space in some of the rooms, and so on. Overall, we decided to leave things as they are. And in this year's episode on this property, in last year's episode rather, I talked about the challenge of securing funding. Getting commercial finance as a beginner can be protracted and costly. Commercial lenders are rigorous in their assessment process to ascertain your creditworthiness and to test that you have credible and proven track record and experience. And our rent-to-rent experience helped us to win through All of that information is in episode 51 at renttorentsuccess.com. So I'm not going to repeat that here, except to say that thinking ahead, um, make sure that you get your credit files and so on into good order. It's really important if you think that you might want to buy properties in the future. And having a good broker, again, it's super important because the broker will uh, present your case to the lenders and the way that you're presented uh, really depends on what the each lender has a slightly different criteria what they're looking for what they see as risk factors and so it's really important that your broker understands what those are so so that they can present you in the right way depending upon the type of borrowing you're going after and the type of lender they're presenting to so Also last time, I talked about the refurbishment to the property, which is a grade two listed building in a conservation area. And we purchased it with eight tenants in situ out of 12. And last year, we spent £90,000 of our budgeted, sorry, £157,000 refurbishment budget. 
And last year, I talked about how stressful that refurbishment was. <laughs> so much went wrong. Um, but we've now spent in total £111,000 on refurbishment across both years. And we've spent an additional £18,000 on interior design, furniture, window blinds, privacy. And this has proved to be a really good investment. On some of our self-contained units, we let them out unfurnished, and that's worked well. But for these studios, because they're small units, we really wanted to let these out furnished so that people can see how the space works. So mostly the units are between 16 and 25 square meters. But there is one that's just over 12 square meters. And this was the first property that we worked with an interior designer because I wanted the spaces to work as well as possible. And she did an incredible job on the budget. When you look at the before and afters, it's such a big difference. I love the simplicity of it. It's so functional, beautiful. And it's something I I would never have come up with. It looks so simple now that you think, okay, of course, that was the way to do it. But beforehand I wouldn't have known it. I definitely wouldn't look like it does now if we hadn't had the interior designer and you know what how I know that it's really working is every time one of these rooms becomes available there's always so much demand for them because people do like their own space and we wondered if after coronavirus people would still want to share a bathroom if they've got their own separate living kitchen etc and they do they really do. So let's talk about the numbers. Um, up front, we mentioned we had the buying costs of 20245 We had the deposit of £109,500. And that altogether came to £129,745. So that's the money we needed up front to purchase this property. Although I've explained that of the £20,000, it was only 13000 we needed up front because some of it was taken off the, the, the loan. So with, with the rental income coming in, it's £64,000. £64,800. So a fantastic property. And then we've got um, annual expenses of £32,000. So we have a repayment mortgage. So those those um, that expense on paying the mortgage is higher than it would normally be. And so a lot of property investors use an interest-only mortgage so that they can leverage that higher cash flow to reinvest. I think we are aggressive in the in the way that we want to grow. But on the other hand, we do want to pay off these mortgages because we want to leave these in trust. And we want the trust to have, um, we want that flexibility. So that's why. And I suppose it all depends where you are in your journey. We're older and we want to have some of our properties on repayment mortgage mortgages. In fact, many of them are on repayment mortgages. So that won't suit everybody, and it means that we get a lower cash flow, but we have more certainty, which is something that we wanted. We've got insurance, £2,200. We've got council tax, communals, communal electric and gas, because each, each property pays for its own utility bills, but we pay for the communals. We've got communal cleaning, and we've got the annual safety certificates. 
And that total comes up to £32,407. And our annual profit, therefore, is 32393 and our monthly cash flow there is 2699 So if our purchase valuation, our purchase valuation was based on the 10 times rental income. Now, the, the rental income that it will be quite shortly is £66,000. So on the 10 times of that, 70% we'd usually get a 70% loan to value. That means we'd be able to take 70% of the value of the property out. Uh, and so that would be £462,000. Now remember, all of the amount we've paid up front, we've got the buying costs, we've got the deposit, we've got the refurb costs, we've got the furniture, dressing, interior design costs, and we've got other costs and the total of that, the total of all of those costs, all of the money that we've put into this upfront is £261,000. Now, what you can't see in there is the interest payments to the family friend, member who lent us £50,000 to the deposit, is not there. The agreement was that we would pay a 2% monthly so that he doesn't lose out on what he might have had in savings. But now he doesn't want that. He wants it at the end. I think he's more or less gifted us the money to look after. And then when we finish with it, we can give it back, which is very generous. And we're very grateful for that. Um, so that's why there, there are not the extra costs in there. So our costs are £261,000. And I just explained that if we refinanced it at the high valuation, we would get out £462,000. So that's amazing because we would have a £201,000 cherry on the cake. So we'd not only get all the back, all the money we've put into the property, so we've got no money left in, we've also got £201,000 to spend on another property or however we want to invest it. But you and I both know valuations don't always work out as planned. And the great thing is that even if our property were valued at 400,000, we bought it at 375. It was on the market originally at 440. We bought it at 375. Say if it was valued at 400, it's extremely unlikely that after the refurb and with the current rental income that it would be um, valued at 400. But I think that's the minimum it could possibly be valued at. Um, we would be able to take out £280,000, which means we could still take all of our money out and then have a £19,000 cherry on the cake. So that would just be money that we could then spend or reinvest. So what I'm showing you is with the best case scenario on the revaluation and the worst case scenario on the revaluation, we would get all of our money out with no money left in. Now, you've got to remember that this has been over a three-year period, so it's not like we bought it, did the work, and quickly refinanced that. No, we've had this property for three years and just coming up to the anniversary. And you may remember last year I told you that there is a, a legal issue with the roof. So some of the so we are waiting. We are waiting to go through that before we 
undergo our refinancing. We want to conclude that. And I won't talk about that more until after the, the matter's been con- concluded. So this is an amazing property. I love it um, because it's a property that I explained to you before. Not too many people want a 12-unit property. Not too many people want a property with a shop on. These are properties to look for because, as I said, there are so many ma- um, so many um, good things. <laughs> I can't think of the word. So many good things about buying a multi-unit block. Instead of buying 12 properties with 12 in 12 different places with 12 different roofs, We've got one property with one roof in one location, which gives us lots of different opportunities. You know, we could go serve accommodation, for example, if we wanted to. This, um, we, obviously, we're doing long-term lettings at the moment, and we really like that because it's what we know. It's what our business is set up operationally to do, so it just makes sense for us. But in the future, there are other opportunities that we could explore. We only have one set of buying costs. Um, We only have one set of refinancing costs and so on. Uh, So it really does save. I know the costs were quite a lot, but you you wouldn't be able to do 12 individual properties for what it's cost us to do, excuse me, (coughs) for what it's cost us to do one, one property with 12 different rental incomes. So I really encourage you to try out the multi-unit block strategy if you think it would work for you. Um, We found this property because that's something people often ask, where did we find it? How did we find it? We found it because we're local. We're in this area. We see the properties that are coming up. We can see what's happening on the street. Actually, this one was on Rightmove. Um, And because we put ourselves in the game, because we were doing rent to rent, because we're now in the property world, we could see this property and see potential. If it had been a few years ago where I was working for the bank in Bristol, I wouldn't even notice this property, never mind thought that I could even look at it, never mind buy it. So um, there are, yeah, I've talked about that. So how can you do this? I actually talked about this on a podcast that I love recently and how beginners can start in multi-unit blocks. And it was on the Wealth Talks podcast. It's a podcast I love. It's run by two guys I really admire, Christian Rodwell and Kevin Whelan. And that episode is a fantastic guide and a fast track to building long-term wealth. I'll put a link to the show in the show notes so that you can listen if you think that multi-unit blocks is something you are interested in. Because as I say, at the beginning, I'd never have had the confidence to think I could buy a 12-unit property, attract private finance, succeed in securing traditional commercial lending finance. And it's been amazing, honestly, what's happened to us since we started in Rent to Rent. Even though I was nervous to take that first step in Rent to Rent, I was confident we could manage a property with care because so many people were doing it carelessly and shoddily and I thought simply adding care would make all the difference and it truly did. So if you would like to start your property journey and join us in Rent to Rent Kickstarter Mentorship then take the first next step today watch the Rent to Rent Success Masterclass look at the guide it will tell you all about Rent to Rent the way that we do it ethically and at the end it'll also tell you all about the Kickstarter Mentorship and you can see whether it's for you. You can get all that at rent2rentsuccess.com slash 
guide, G-U-I-D-E. So that's it for next week. Until next week, have a great rest of the week. And remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being with me here today. If you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rents to Rent. You can find it at rentstorentsuccess.com slash book. Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Rent to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.